Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Not quite exact, but like 50 weeks difference. 50 weeks ago since we did The Incredibles 2. Because Another... that was on Father's Day. Well, and Mr. Mis- Mr. Incredible, father who might not be comfortable mm-hmm. in the traditional role of <sighs> mother. Wow. And the film might agree with him on that. I forgot how fucking terrible Incredibles 2 was. I just don't like it. Yeah. I, I would, don't care for it. I would lower my rating to like two and a half. And probably what put did it, I give it? I don't remember. I gave it like three and a half, and it's like also too high on my ranking. There's a question of depiction versus endorsement in that movie, but with Brad Bird, you get... And I... <gasps> oops. That's funny. Brandon, Brandon just turned off the... Uh... <laughs> Brandon didn't know that I turned on the microphones <laughs> when we started talking about Incredibles too, and uh, he shut that fucker up. I was launching into a point about depiction <laughs> endorsement, and I saw Brandon's face light up like, "Oh, we should have this on the mic," and then he pressed hey. off. <laughs> Whoops! I gave it a three. I gave it a three. I would give. It, I might have given it a two and a half. I gave it a three and a half, but I would dock that because you know what? I really enjoy seeing. Elastigirl out in the world. I like that too. You know, and I just that like stuff works. I accept that then because it's Brad Bird, I have to get this other s- no, that, side that's of the in, coin. With, with Brad Bird, <laughs> I don't think there's much daylight between depiction and endorsement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crappy movie, IMO. Yeah. Not for me. Mm. And I was very worried going into today's picture, which I do not want to jump right into Toy Story, the fourth. I was very nervous. Uh, the fourth story of. Toys. The fourth. That was right. The, we, 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 today we were talking about the fourth film in the Toy Story trilogy, uh, mm-hmm. and yes. uh, I, I had concerns after Incredibles two going into this because I'm not the, loving where Pixar is creatively right now. Of course, I forget that Coco was only a couple years ago. Coco yeah. was like, Coco's the best Pixar movie since Toy Story three. They're they're coming not out of a this sequel. though. Not a sequel. Not no, a sequel. This, I hate Finding Dory, as we talked about last week. I do not like Incredibles two. I don't like her. And with Toy Story Four, I just like this this late stage Pixar sequel itis. They're yeah. coming out of it. Two Onward looks not great. Okay, Onward is maybe what not going to be good. Did you you saw you had to try? What is this movie? So no it's idea. are you actually asking? Wait, so let me guess. So it's like the mythical land of yesteryear, but in the present. So they're, there's like ogres now. and dragons, and everybody's domesticated and and civilized, and everybody's trying to get along in the big city. And Chris Pratt is one of the main voices. Oh. So I'm not talking about Onward. I'm talking about Soul. Soul. What is Soul? Yeah, I don't it's, know what that is. But S-C- I saw that it was announced. S e o u l or S o u l. S o u l. The the this the logline is like Pixar takes you into the bounds of. The universe, like it is, like gonna be like inside out, but two thousand one in space, but externalized. Do y'all remember? It's not space though. It's about like just adventure. Is it a movie that takes place like in the soul? It's gonna be inside out. So it's inside out. Literally, it's like it's like the zend out inside out. Mm. Yes. Do you guys remember? I'm excited. Pixar's Newt. Do you remember Newt? No. Newt was on the slate for a long ass time. So it's like we're talking like Wally Ratatouille stage of Pixar. 
they had this movie that was going to come out. The Peak. Called Newt. Yeah. And it was going to be about a, a titular Newt who was who lived in a laboratory, like was a science Newt, uh-huh. and uh, escapes from the lab and has some fun adventures. And they scrapped that shit. Wow. They scrapped Bye. it. And I love the premise. So I, I it's like the it's bring like bring Kub- Newt back. Kubrick's Kubrick's Napoleon <laughs> yeah. is Pixar's Newt. Bring back Newt. I don't know. I'm. I, they seem to be taking a break from sequels because literally, what else can they give a sequel? They've run yeah. out. Well, and I now they're Brandon, doing. I don't think that they're just going to stop at sequels. I, I am feeling quite confident that we will see a Tour Story five and well, in four years. it is considered to be underperforming despite having a massive opening. It is not. Is that right? Uh-huh. Yeah. It is I not. think I think people oh actually that thought it's over. That knocks me for a loop. People okay, so my pe- theater was pe- pretty packed. Yeah. I, I just got it's gonna make like one fifty, it should have made two fifty, basically. Wow. People people <laughs> didn't people thought it people don't think it's necessary, no, that, so they're not going is. to see it. No, that's what it is. It's 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 not that we're burnt out on Toy Story because those first three movies hold up and then some. They are perfect films. Mm-hmm. It's and because I, it and, ended. And pretty much everybody feels that pretty much everybody feels that way. Not some people don't like three very much, which I didn't know. I thought three was like universally beloved, but turns no. out it has some detractors. Mm-hmm. Two, two also has some detractors. I thought people just universally agreed upon when somebody loves me. Two is yeah. a masterpiece. It's, we're talking about obsolescence. We're talking about rejection. Mm-hmm. We're talking about death and three. Um, but you know, on the whole, people love those three movies. Yeah. So I don't think they're burnt out on the characters. Like I don't think they have like Woody fatigue. It's just they see that they. Well, if they did, they'll love Toy Story because none of the characters are in it. Toy Story four. four. Toy Story Sorry. four. Yeah. Well, I, we'll, I, we'll I, get there. When I would we like get to there. talk to you about that. I feel like, I mean, I'm definitely in the middle. Uh, Woody's pretty here. fair. It's everyone else. Well, it's Woody's it's like, story. That's the thing about Toy Story Four is like, and then I it's wanna, always and that is not Buzz Lightyear. It is no, simply no, no, not. It is, I agree. Buzz Lightyear. I completely agree. Uh, but, but full stop. I completely agree. I think we can get into this when we get into this. But I will say one thing though, because mm-hmm. well, I'll just save it for later, but remind me to loop back. I'm sure I will come back here. We'll come back to this moment. Yeah, but like Woody, like Woody out on his own, I actually really like that idea. Like the, the character's arc, this is a perfect place to take the character. It's but, Woody's, the, the franchise is Woody's story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but that doesn't mean that Woody is necessarily what we all love about these movies. I know, like, I'm just where's saying. where's Rex? Where's Ham? Like I know that Don Rickles passed away, mm-hmm. but... Jim Varney passed away, and they got somebody to do Slinky Dog. Like yeah. mm-hmm. this movie is fuck. I mean, I and I just say I really like this movie. Um, it is fucked up that Mr. Potato, Mr. Potato Head, the funniest character in the history of cinema, let alone this franchise, is not playing that frenemy, antagonistic, mm-hmm. doubting Woody role in this. It like fucks up the whole thing for me. Mm-hmm. It, like I'm an hour, and I'm like, are the Potato Heads even in this movie? Yeah. yeah. All the main toys get completely sidelined for these new toys, yeah. and it's it's it is. It's disappointing, but it's. I saw some I takes. I, I, talk about I, I don't know. It's it's. I I have complicated feelings. About I have complicated. I, I just too. I saw some takes that were like, so spoiler alert, everyone. Oh yeah, um, I'm talking about Toy Story Four. Um, that it's very exciting that Jesse gets the sheriff star at the end, and mm-hmm. it totally is. But she yes. doesn't do anything in the movie. Like she's given the sheriff star, but she is not. In spirit, the, the sheriff, sheriff in this movie it, because she like she I, sits in the in the RV. She doesn't have she doesn't have a leadership role. Yeah, I can't even recall one decision she makes in this movie, uh-huh. which is really sad. And yeah, and I what you guys agree. are saying about Buzz, 
setting up that inner voice thing, and that's his bit. Like that. He's that's never his... been stupid. I know. Buzz Lightyear has never always, been stupid. He's always been queer. Yeah. Buzz Lightyear is he's a, a queer character. He's just very... Well, the thing about bu- that, let's go off that, because in the first Buzz, he turns into Miss Nesbitt. Uh-huh. uh-huh. In the second one, he always is thwarted by a double exactly. or like Zorg or whatever. And then in the Which, third, the way, it, and then like, he finds a hold daddy. Hold on, hold on. No, exactly. But I just want to say, yes, in, and in, Toy, third, Story, in Toy Story 2, Buzz is confronted with a doppelganger, uh-huh. but who also represents like the hyper-masculine alpha male side of his personality. Mm-hmm. So he has to sort of reckon where his place is where he has like this shadow self, mm-hmm. which is like basically far more manly and traditional yeah. you know, terms with him. I agree with that. But so it's, it's, it's a fascinating like deconstruction of his masculinity in that mm-hmm. way. Yeah. And then the third one, he's he put dances. in demo mode. <laughs> yeah. So he's, Buzz has always had a weird arc in every movie. Like mm-hmm. something always weird happens uh-huh. to him. And yeah, it just seems like they didn't know what to do with him That's this time. Because, because he's not with, but he's also not with Woody in the other ones. So Mr. I don't know what the excuse even is. Even though Mr. Potato Head is literally the funniest character in the history of cinema, Buzz is the funniest part of all three movies. Because he's doing like the fish out of water thing in different ways, but we mm-hmm. still get an idea of who he is as a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with this, I guess it's Buzz's turn to have another existential crisis, but this inner voice thing pressing his buttons, it's, it's like predicated on the notion that Buzz has never pressed his buttons before. Yeah. Yeah. And he Also, know what why is this is? the first time we're getting additional voices we've never heard before. Such like, as. like there's Woody lines where he pulls his string and he's saying things I've never heard in I the never other heard three movies. Like, oh, I didn't. Do you guys know that, what I'm talking but, about? But I, I believe you. But I couldn't. And I think I, I was like, just sitting in my own hate. I feel like they stewing <laughs> in your hate. Yeah. I feel like they did that because of the buzz bit. Yeah. Like yeah. he had to have more voices because he's tapping at it uh-huh. so much. Buzz has so many characters. Oh, yeah. I, get, I see it for Buzz, but not Woody, Woody necessarily. Too. Like, Woody's string got pulled and he said something. I was like, I've literally never heard him say that. Yeah. It was very I believe interesting. You. I believe you. I like anyway, this movie a lot, but I share well, those I, feelings. I have a complicated relationship with this movie and yeah. I do find it entertaining. And I think it is mostly well plotted, but it doesn't feel like a Toy Story movie to me. I believe Brandon and I were texting earlier because you hadn't seen it yet, and I said I don't know if you can ethically call this a Toy Story movie. Yeah. I think it's I think it's it's like the next chapter. It's, it's like the Degrassi, the next generation of, of where the Toy Stories. It's the natural progression of where the story goes. Like you are gonna outgrow your old toys, you are gonna meet new toys. So I I get it. But that but also, story has been done. It's been done in three. That exact story has been done. The problem with this is that it ends with heterosexual coupling. I knew you were going to say we that. Will, <laughs> we will get to that. Uh, or should we just get to I, it now? I will introduce the program. Oh. You're in charge this Am week. I in charge? Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. I will introduce, and then I want to make a point on the heterosexual and, coupling. And by the way, Brandon, I basically agree with you. And I agree with both of you on this point. Like, It does not feel like a Toy Story movie. At the same time, if you follow the existential logic of the series to this its conclusion, this is where it's going. It makes sense for Woody to eventually abandon sort of the collective purpose and go on a spirit quest on top mm-hmm. of the carousel. I get yeah. that, but is it? I will I but... will have a rebuttal. Sure. No, 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 but I but but I agree with you too and that does it have to be in the mode of heterosexual coupling. So I'm I'm truly yeah. think, I think I'm truly in the middle. No, I And see... then I'm just going to agree with both of you Great. throughout the whole episode. I see I do see both sides like that's how complicated my relationship oh, with it is. I'm such but a I, centrist. But I just land both sides as you a really are. But I land on I think it works. I think it. I think it is a not smart, but if they were gonna do it, 
they did it just fine. I feel mm-hmm. like I will have to see this movie two or three times in order to get to a place where I'm truly comfortable with it, but I doubt I'm going to watch this movie again. The no end, one will. I will. I'll watch it again. Will you? Oh, well, yeah. say, I'm not going to watch it Forky again for, draws me in for enough. many years. Mm. And Bo Peep. Business. I love Bo Peep. Annie Potts does a good job. Um, Bo Peep's great. The, as Imperator Furiosa. Yes, I agree. Cool. Yes. I, I would say something that I like about Toy Story 4, rewatching all of them in quick succession, every night this week I'm watching a different Toy Story. It's been a great fucking week. Yeah. But just the amount of Spielberg references, we've got Raiders of the Lost Ark in here, we've got Star Wars in here, that's not a Spielberg reference, but like that era of Jurassic cinema. Park is in Toy Story 2. What, what's that? Toy Story 2 has a Jurassic Park yes, reference. Yes, and oh, 2000, yeah, in 2001. In 2001. Mm-hmm. I like that this movie has a lot of Fury Road references. Mm. Like Bo Peep down to the having half an arm. Yes. And then her yes. little skunk mobile, it is, she is Imper- she's modeled after Imperator Furiosa on some level. Yeah. Which I like. Um,. I like that. I'm, yeah, like, my point being that I like that they're continuing to reference or not reference, but yes. that they've sort of broken out of that sort of Amblin mode. Yeah, yeah. That, in that way, That's it feels true. contemporary. Yes. Yeah. I didn't even make that Furiosa connection with the arm. The arm is the yeah. Mm. Mm. The textures in this film. And of course, when, when when Bo Peep lands in the sandbox after losing, uh, she finds out that her home has been destroyed, and she just gets on her knees and screams in the air <laughs> as the sand blows past her mm-hmm. oh, in the I, blue light. I must have blinked during that scene. Who can forget about that mm. scene? Okay, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, hello. Hey. Oh, hi. Hey, How's it how going? are you doing? Um, I'm here drinking a really bad rosé, oh, and yeah. we are Movies IMO. We are a podcast where we get together and discuss cinema. Can you believe that? Can you? Uh, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> um, today... For the 91st time. For the 91st time, I'm Brandon Kirby. I'm Ben Empey. It's only my 90th time, actually, because I missed an episode. Wow. I'm Dan the Clown. And today, we're here to talk about Pixar's Toy Story 4 key. Thank you. Mattis Farmer did that. Why didn't they just call it that? (laughs) Nobody laughed. Matt, I tried. It took me a second to think of it, to get it. I was talking to fellow film fag, Mattis Farmer, yesterday, and I... He, he put out a tweet about like his favorite mutuals. He was like, rest assured, like, the film fags are all my favorite mutuals. I'm like, well, you know we've referenced you on literally every episode <laughs> of the podcast for the past 10 weeks. Mm-hmm. So you get a constant shout out. Yes. He um, doesn't like the Toy Stories well, as a franchise. He does or doesn't? Doesn't. Matt, you know. Good Matt, friend. you're canceled. Are fine. Matt, you're canceled. Can Matt? I get an electric chair over mm-hmm. here? Oh, send it to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> What's your address, bitch? It's probably made with hempwick up in mm-hmm. Seattle. Oh. Pine furs. <laughs> and I oop. Certainly not made mm. of plastic straws, I'll tell you that much. It's a pa- it's the first ever paper electric chair. <laughs> so you get zapped and then you just burst into and flame. And it's powered by a coffee grinder. <laughs> what? No, it's powered by solar energy because that, of Jay Inslee. Duh. Obviously. Duh, um, what's this movie And when it about? shocks you, it sounds like a Slater Kenny song. This movie oh, is yeah. about... You, you scream like Corin Tucker while you are being shocked in the Seattle electric chair. Fuck yeah. What's, I, the, what's the film about? I listened to The Future Is Here eight trillion times oh, since its release. And you bought your you bought your ticket, right? No. Brandon. Brandon. I was booked and busy. Are I'll you going to go? It. Yes, I'll go. Um, someone on Twitter is selling tickets if it's out. If it's sold out. Whomst? Uh, sales off film. I saw. So. Great. Maybe I'll. Yeah. You're, you know, you, you can't take a sip, Brandon. You're supposed to be <laughs> telling us what happens in the Do movie. the plot. 
Oh, I thought you were doing the plot. No, no, I was just gonna make a snide remark. I figured. Okay, so this movie is about the, plot. <laughs> <laughs> the gang's all back, and they in are the now, RV, they are <laughs> they are now Bonnie's. This boy. is a movie about privilege, by the way. But the movie opens nine years ago, and we discover what happened to Bo Peep. So I have to Which ask. I like. Do you guys have a theory on? Okay, Bo Peep is in one, in two, as Woody's romantic interest. Mm-hmm. Three, she's referenced as she's gone. She's gone. No one. Toys leave. It's sort of this. The it's the totem of the existential. She is the totem of existential threat. She's gone to their to their existence. Yes. So why did Bo Peep gone? Why Why did did Bo Peep Peep gone? gone? Shut up. (laughs) That was good. The titular Gone Girl. I'm sweating and I can't think. Um, They, she. Seriously, was this a setup for Ford? No, I don't. No, no, right. no, no. no I think it was probably just wasn't available. She just wasn't available. I yeah. hope she, that's why. But she did the voice for Toy Story Three, the video game. So maybe they just game? maybe they just needed someone to be gone, and they figured she is the least like beloved character of the troop. But do we think that they were? I mean, I I, I hear you from sort of like you remember when Mad Men when uh, when they said to Matt Weiner like. This this show is so fucking expensive. This is like between season three and four, or four mm-hmm. and five. Like you're gonna have to cut half the cast. And he was like, "I won't do it." And then he ended up cutting like four characters or something. Yeah. I don't think that Pixar would have had that problem with the, like if it's a if it's a payroll issue. No, yeah. but I mean, I think that they were like, "We need a someone to be gone for the story." Yeah, to no, I, show I, that I, someone I, is. I think that's probably right. Yeah, that's and they right. and they just landed She's on both the disposable. Yeah. Like, they, we don't need the love interest yes. in this. They're story. like that's they're, what they're I think. Like, we will recast Slinky Dog, even though Jim Varney's not around to I record know. anymore. We will kick out working actor Annie Potts. Mm-hmm. By the way, so, I'm sure that this is all on the IMDb trivia page. Like Annie Potts be. was double booked that week. I, yeah, might, I'm maybe. sure it is. But now they've used it as the the plot which, device of which four. I like. I do like it too because it is. Woody's story, so give him his love interest back. So anyway, we discover what she's happened. She's more than a love interest, but yeah. Yeah, not yeah. She's like a confidant. Yeah, they also it was, it was never like explicitly romantic, right? The but films. they they had a connection. They had they, a connection. Yeah, a heterosexual connection. He had a connection with the lamp. Yes, I, he he loves lamp. With the lamp. <laughs> Woody loves lamp. Um. So she, we discover where she went. She left, and uh, now we're with Bonnie. We're learning. Their their new rituals they're getting played with, but I was Woody's having, still left in the closet. Stuck I, I, in the closet. I was having a oh whatever I can't uh, never mind. Uh, on on my way to the movie theater, I was like, I wonder why Ben didn't like this movie, and then I just like heard Ben in the back of my head just being like, I just don't like Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really funny. Oh, Imagine that if that was good. the reason, but yeah, it's yeah. not. Like, I just don't, I don't like her. I don't like her. I can't believe I had to have that thought 30 to 45 minutes into this movie. I literally thought Ben's going to Do you remember the moment that spurred the thought? It was like once we were in the RV. Mm -hmm. That is when it gets bad. I I don't hate the RV. I I don't hate it either. My thing about the uh, the Star Wars movies, my my thing about the Toy Story movies is every single time everything's about to go wrong, I, I forget it's gonna happen. I'm like, oh my god, Woody is gonna have such a good time at Cowboy. <laughs> god, Woody is gonna have a fantastic time at college. Oh my god, 
Woody's at, or uh, Andy's at Pizza Planet. They're yeah. just going to get in the bag. They're going home. They're going and home. And then, of course, things do not go as planned. <laughs> no. And so the RV is, I think, like a perfect example. It's like, they are going to have such a good time in that RV. They're going to see the Grand Canyon. They're going to see <sighs> the Grand Basin. Nope. God, those toys are going to have a good time on that road trip. Nope. And then things do not go as planned. Mm. Let's let's so, let's take let's speed ahead. an up or down vote on Forky. Yay uh, or nay? Yay. Yay. Yay for what Forky is in the movie. Mm-hmm. Do you really hate the discourse that much? And I what no, also look, what discourse? I, I don't hate the discourse around Forky. I just think it is absurd to like decide that everybody loves a character before we've actually seen the character in the film. All right. I love him in this movie, though. I do, too. Forky's great. And Forky is like that, you know, it's like the, literally like the cry of a newborn asking, what am I doing here? Mm -hmm. You know, the existentialism of the Toy Story movies is why they work. In my opinion, or or what keeps them compelling, I think. I'm sorry I personally offended you, Daniel. You didn't personally, (laughs) you did not personally offend me. (laughs) Who else bought a Forky Funko Pop. I, I, I forgot, prior to I, seeing the film, I, I forgot that you paid. Posted for, a selfie with it. I forgot that you paid forty five dollars for a sport. Did you buy? Them? It was eight dollars. It was it, the price of two coffees. How much was Duke for one chai latte? Not, Duke not in under the Silver Lake. <laughs> not in under the Silver Lake, Brandon. So oh, if you're gonna no. if you're gonna talk to me about overpriced chai, uh, let's get the facts fan straight. Myself. What Ben? What did I say? Oh, did you buy the Halloween costume? Oh, Brandon, the you would make a great Halloween party. costume. You would make a great Forky for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> trash. <Okay. laughs> I like the trash stuff. Let's Same. get... We and I like... We're, we're not there yet. I have just, like... Can I finish the plot? Qualms? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so Woody goes to kindergarten, helps her make a little craft by throwing <laughs> I, random Who's items. her? Bonnie. Oh, okay. Just, just defining her terms. And she makes Forky her new favorite toy. Woody brings him home. And then they get in the RV, and then they go to an antique store, and like Forky gets lost. I feel like we've missed a big part of this <laughs> character here, which is that Forky is refusing his own humanity. He doesn't really? want, he's not a toy. He he's, wants to die. He wants to be trash. Did you guys stay for the post-credit sequence? Uh, I always stay with for the, the knife. post-credit sequence. I literally yes. leapt from my seat. There's, oh, so, <laughs> so Ben, let not. me tell you, there's a... The final scene. Jesse... Comes home from kindergarten. From first grade, actually. First grade, right. Oh. Time. Gosh. That's the thing about Toy Story. Time is just always passing. Time's a moving. Time keeps on slipping, can't, slipping, can't slipping. Can't stop the passage the of time. Yeah. So there's a knife, a lady knife. <laughs> and she comes out of the bag. The lady knife starring and, Barbara Stanwyck. And uh, Forky says, hello. And the knife says, <laughs> why am I alive? Which is great. <laughs> and he says, I don't know. Which is a beautiful way to end this movie. However, it is also another example of heterosexual coupling. Oh. With the, with the lady this... knife and Forky. So let's get to the heterosexual. Okay, uh, there's antique stores. There's a carnival. There's a <laughs> ventriloquist. Christina Hendricks has a broken baby doll. Yeah, there's, okay, there's the plot. Enjoy it. Great. Anyway, so the heterosexual coupling. Hi, Gabby, Gabby. I like Gabby. I Gabby. love her voice. It's so soothing. Christina mm. Hendricks. That's her, just, yeah. Christina when her Hendrix little eyeballs rattle a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ever good, so slight. Good sound design in these films. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so heterosexual coupling. Toy Story has always had heterosexual coupling. It's true. The first one had, I mean, they weren't technically a couple. They were. They always had Woody and Bo Yep. You had Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. Uh-huh. And I forgive heterosexual coupling mm. when it comes to animated movies. Like Buzz my, and Jesse. Buzz and Jesse. Brandon, I would argue that animated movies where a lot of our kids get the foundational information that sets them up for life, 
So I think that this is one of the places we have to be most harsh about heterosexual couples. Oh. Oh. Because this is where they're hardwiring kids' brains that everything must end in a man and a woman getting I mean, it on. I mean, that's... Okay, that's fair. So... But I will... I just want to defend my favorite... I don't have a problem with the there being heads. a love story between Woody and Bo Peep. Love is an, is an element that is out there in nature. We should embrace it. What I have a problem with... <laughs> Is Bonnie? Is Bonnie? I I just don't, don't like, like her. I just don't, don't like, like her. I don't like Bonnie's dad. I it's he's the first non-hot Pixar dad in a long time. Did everyone notice <laughs> that? He has a, a tum. Problem. He has a tum tum. However, he's very much like he's me. also annoying. He is when, annoying. He's Brandon has seen me in in this elements, but when I am doing handiwork around the house and things aren't going my way, I am that dad with the flat tire being like. Dum! God. Oh, daddy's <laughs> oh gonna say God. words. Dad's yeah. gonna use some words. Daddy's gonna use some words. Like, this is me installing an IKEA uh, pull-down shade the other week. I was like, oh, the screws aren't going in. <laughs> oh. Let me just okay. Let me just very quickly say, Ben, before you continue, uh-huh. is how to train your dragon trilogy ends with heterosexual coupling, and I have to forgive it there. So I'm just in this habit of forgiving heterosexual coupling Brandon, it's at the end of to my. Forgive, thank you. But it's not important to forget, and so again, both of you are right. You can forgive, Ben Great. cannot forget, and I think that's perfect. What I have a problem Thank you, with centrist. is I, I, Klobuchar of the podcast. I don't believe that it is a good idea. Oh, where's he going with this? Uh-oh. That Bonnie exists. Yeah, enough with Bonnie. <laughs> she is not a compelling character. To take, I actually do have a problem with Bonnie, though. I'll, I'll articulate it. To today. take a You're movie projecting about it onto Ben. Friendship. It's you. So, Sorry. A movie again. about friendship and sacrifice. Mm-hmm. This to, movie or the whole the movies? whole uh, the the theme of Toy Story. Okay. All of them. Okay, but I think there's more than that. Well, yes, but that he chooses. Basically, himself. I so I fundamentally don't believe that this is how the Woody arc should go, okay. and that's what this comes. So down this is to. what. So this is when you say that you understand how the incels feel about Last Jedi. I, I don't understand how I, this. This is the first time I have absolutely been like, "Give me the money to remake this movie." Okay, that's the only time I've ever. You're gonna give us start, the Snyder cut. Start the petition. I I this start is not. Up. I don't believe it, and. We'll talk about when I when we when we talk about why Toy Story two is the best film in the franchise. Mm-hmm. I I will tie this into that. Got it. And I mean I could bring it up now, but I'm not. I'm going to save that. I save think it. that there is an element of cyclical natures in the Toy Story movies uh-huh. around uh, rejection, obsolescence, yeah. and then pulling yourself up by the bootstraps, mm-hmm. no pun intended, and living another day because it's worth it, even if we know at one time, or in the future, again, at one time, everything will end. And then we'll mm-hmm. start over again and again and again. So at this point, Woody has been through some shit. Mm-hmm. He's been through the buzz debacle. Mm-hmm. He's been almost sent to Japan. And, he, and he's been confronted with the fact that he has, and he has, and these movies are also about identity. Mm-hmm. He has a grander identity beyond a plaything. Like mm-hmm. he, is a, he, he is a valuable commodity and a celebrity in the toy mm-hmm. world. And number three, he deals with rejection again, but also face an imminent death mm-hmm. once you are in the mechanisms of, like, once you are in the structures of playtime. Like, whether it's at a daycare, whether it's at home, what happens is there's going to be a power struggle, and then you're going to end up, like, heading to the furnace to a fiery death. And now he was promised another life with Bonnie, and Bonnie got over him really quickly. Mm-hmm. So, and Woody is struggling with the fact that he's no longer the leader of this group mm-hmm. as well. But, like, Woody. 
I think this movie has Woody facing his own obsolescence in the bleakest terms yet. Yeah. And I think there's something beautiful and not uh, libertarian about him deciding that he is going to take this next step for himself rather than for somebody else. I think it's less like the group versus the individual than it is I'm going to live for me, not I'm going to live for the uh, joy of someone else. Yeah. So no, uh, that... also there might be a Toy Story 5. So uh, if there's a Toy Story 5, look for Woody to uh, go back to Bunnies. If there's a Toy Story 5, well, it just deletes everything that's but happened. The, like, I'm joking when I started this, and this is the fourth film in the Toy Story trilogy, but it is a perfect trilogy as a self-contained story and as an art. I will straight I, up believe that this movie doesn't exist. I've already like written it off in my mind. I, yeah. I, I will I, never think about it again after this podcast. I, <laughs> we've still got another hour on I the know. mic, so you're I to see, wrap it up. <laughs> I see four. I see three as a trilogy, four as a coda I do, I to see that it, trilogy. I see it as sort of an appendage. It's, it's, it's the, it's, you see what happens to Woody. You see that he, like you said, what he went through in one, what he went through in two, what he went through in three. He's tired. He's, he's, he's tired. He's I guess, so tired. He just wants to settle down with Bonnie. I mean, not Bonnie. No, he Bo does Pete. not. I Bo guess Pete. I just don't he, see that in his character in the first like hour of the movie. Well, because I, he be, see, I think you see. Go ahead, Brandon. you see him changing. You see him influenced by Bo Peep, living this lost toy life. You see how he realizes he has a change of heart. He he realizes what is important. He realizes the kid. See, I think he just does because the mechanics of the story require him to. I see it as like I see it as like a relationship works for a long time and then it stops working, but people still act as if it is working. You are still trying to play the same role that you yes. had in the first six months, like the first year of a relationship, four mm-hmm. years in, mm-hmm. and you're just you're play acting and at the expense of your own happiness. Yes. And so for me at the beginning of this movie, Woody is we see very quickly that Woody is of no interest to Bonnie. He gets left in the closet. He tries to like rally the troops and then ultimately like, why should he be rallying them? He's no longer their leader. So he's not their leader. He's not Bonnie's favorite thing. He's just hanging out and he has nothing to do. And it's because he is like stuck in this mindset of, I exist for this kid. I exist to lead this group. And that's just not the reality of the situation anymore. Like time has moved past. Things have changed as things do. So for me, like I do see it in the first hour that this is where Woody is going. Yeah, Woody, he, like what, what, when like Woody falls for Forky because Woody sees an op. Like Forky is a conduit for Woody to bring joy to Bonnie. Uh-huh. He you know? he has refound a purpose. That's why he becomes so and obsessed with I, Forky. And, and then I think he realizes that this is a purpose that has long. This is a this is a journey that has long served its purpose, and mm-hmm. at this point, he's just retreading without actually feeling any of the real joy or attachment that's supposed to come through at the end. That's how yeah. I feel about the franchise. What do you, what do you mean? That this... Like we're now retreading. Yeah. Oh, well, that this has outlived its here's usefulness. The thing. I wish that, like, kind of like what I said at the beginning, I think Toy Story 4 works as a movie. I think the action's nice. I like the See, character. I don't. I think it's mostly good. You I think even, after... I think it's flawless. Even on the surface level, you like, don't like the action? Two and three are... The two like best action yes. adventure movies yes. ever made. Absolutely. And this they are expansive and fun and they are goal driven, but they are not plot driven. Yeah. They are character driven. This is not character driven. This is very plot driven. Yeah. And this which, is which is the problem bad. of finding Dory as well. Bad. Finding Dory is bad. very plot driven. <laughs> bad. Just bad. Bad. Not good. And um, I have a no. problem with the fact that two and three are very expansive in like the places that they go to. Right, 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 and right. three, I mean four is contained and I think, to the carnival. I, and I hate it. I think it's I hate all, it. 
I feel you on that. I wish it was Nicole Kidman in the audience. I hate, I hate it. it. I, here's the thing. I think that Toy Story 4 is allowed to be more contained. Just because the other films did it one way, one is very contained. I it forgot is. how contained one mm-hmm. is. I also forgot that They go into two houses. Well, mm-hmm. one and one and two. Three is really when the canvas gets spread wide open. One and two, there's like five scenes yeah. in each of those yes. movies. Yes. They take place in static locations. There's only a couple changes. Of course, the third act when they go to the airport in Toy Story 2, that's when you get a taste of what the adventure yep. and open horizon that three has to offer. So I think it's, I think there's precedent to do something a little more contained, but I just want it, the world to be explored a little better. Yes. Um, the antique store like, did get old fast. Think about this. Until Duke Kaboom came on the <laughs> Duke, scene. Duke Kaboom's okay. I'm not sure. I, I li- think he's great. I'm not sure I like the character. In I feel like you could remove him from this movie and I it wouldn't think, change the, 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 the feeling at all. I think he works fine, but like, are we still making Canada jokes in 2019? Yeah, the only true. thing that I enjoyed about this movie is Forky. Like, liter- like literally, he is hilarious. Like the only thing that brought me pleasure is when he is sprinting to that window in the RV, like <laughs> yeah. ready to go. I like that's when, representation. I like mm-hmm. when his little tooth or his um little um tongue dispenser foot is dragging on the concrete, mm-hmm. making that sound. Mm-hmm. It's good. The Mel Gibson film or the Vince Vaughn film dragged across. And the I just feel like yes. Forky. No, so like much of the dragon. potential of Forky is left on the table. <laughs> I agree. And that's what another problem. But here, this. okay, but this is sort of what I mean about the Forky hype going into mm-hmm. this. I think that if Forky had not been sold so hardcore, both by critics who had already seen the film and, mm-hmm. and critics who had not seen the film and Pixar, I wonder if we would have that same expectation for Forky. I, I do. I because he's really built into the first act of this movie as right. like that the the plot of this movie is going to be about the existential like what is a toy not just what is the usefulness of a toy but like yeah. what is a toy and all of that is left on I, the table no i think that the film explores I, that i think like, it follows through Ga- I gabby think, gabby and her voice box uh, i think it ties into woody's dilemma I, in, in, about in about Bo purpose about change of purpose mm-hmm. he went from trash to toy woody's going from Leader, free agent, leader to yeah, cowboy, lost toy. I don't know. I just, I think, I think it connects. I think, I don't know. I just like, I understand. I, I think Woody's arc in this makes sense. It's just bad. I, <laughs> I will bad. just keep saying it's just. It's bad. not for me. No, I, Brandon. It is because of Bonnie. No, I, I am a big fan. No, Jim Jarmusch movies are just not for me. This is bad. <laughs> I'm gonna create that distinction. Uh, um, I so I agree with Brandon. I do think this is a compelling continuation of Woody's arc. It's like at like it's it's surprising. No, and, and it made me upset as well. I think in a way, it's a even if it's an in, in, in inadvertent commentary, it's a commentary on what happens after the story ends. Like we we, yes. we drop into the lives of characters for ninety minutes to two hours, mm-hmm. and then it ends. Maybe it ends. Uh, everything's tied up with a nice neat ribbon. Maybe it's a little more ambiguous. With a nice bow peep. A nice nice tight bow peep. Absolutely. Nice. Um, but then what happens next? Like, this is Into the Woods, right? Like, the mm-hmm. second act of Into the Woods is all about, but then what happens? Mm-hmm. Like, everything seems like it's going to be sunshine and rainbows mm-hmm. at the end here, but these people are still alive. They are not dead. Therefore, the stories continue. That's what I like about and this, it, the messiness. And it, and yeah, it's messy, and it splinters away from what we understood to be the meaning of the story. Yeah. So I like that about it, but, like, I think I said this already, but it is at the expense of all of these characters that are Toy Story. And of course, I, and I'm, I'm agree with Ben a little bit. Like I feel like those people wringing their hands at like, oh, my Star Wars characters weren't in it the way I wanted it to be with the Last Jedi. But 
where's Rex? Like, where, where, where is Rex getting dragged into a plot that he's not comfortable with, but he's gonna allow his head to get smashed through an AC event into for the purposes of the team? Mm-hmm. Where is Ham dropping his coins? Where is Mister Potato Head? I where's Mister Potato uh, Head? Ham dropping his coins more. is one of the funniest things. It's so good. Ham what? When his coins fall out and his he wants everyone to look away <laughs> oh. until he gets the cork <laughs> back in. <laughs> I still think the What about the orphans? I think, <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that Toy Story 3. Because the cold open of Toy Story 3 is some of my favorite action cinema. Yes. Yeah. That's cinema. Ever. But I think the funniest joke in all of Toy Story happens in the first 10 minutes. It's when Andy is ta- or when Woody is talking about how Andy's moving. You gotta get your moving buddy. Everybody's like joining up. And then Mr. Potato Head rips off one of his arms and grabs him and says, Do we have to hold hands? <laughs> that is the funniest joke I've ever heard in my entire uh. life. And where is that in this film? Do we have to hold hands? I, I, He's such a shit poster. I find this movie joyless and hollow. Oh my god. I don't think it's hollow. I think I feel like Toy Story 3, they were like, Oh, we have an amazing idea to continue this franchise. Please let us do it. And I feel like Toy Story 4, they were like, We need another Toy Story. I movie. think that's right. Go make one. I think one. that's right. But I and I mean I mean shows. look who directed it. It's the a director that's never directed a Pixar movie before. No, no, so no, no, he's directed shorts. That's like a traditional path for Pixar filmmakers. Feature. No, no, but that's a traditional path for fe- these. This new wave of Pixar feature filmmakers are the people who did the shorts. Right, but it's not like Andrew Stanton did it. No, right, no. but it's so so it does have that. It's feel not of, Leon Gritch. Huh? Yeah, it's not Leon Gritch. Right, yeah. it 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 does have a feel of like who handed me my diploma when I graduated. Get by out the way, here. you get out. Mm-hmm. But get it does out. feel like I don't know. Like I I see that. Like oh, we need another one. But like I feel like they cobbled it together and it's just, I think it on works. the whole I think on the whole it works but like I'm watching the movie if, I, I'm enjoying the movie but I have all of these Ben-esque thoughts in my head where I just don't like where we're going with or I don't like where we're going without all the characters I like I feel like while the, while the Woody arc is compelling to me intellectually I don't always love the ways that we're getting from A to B. Forky seems sort of left behind at some point. Like it, I just think it could be a little, I, I think on the whole, like I love a, like I love strange days, the Catherine Bigelow movie, which does feel like a big old fucking mess. But then mm-hmm. when you look at the, just the narrative progression, like mm-hmm. of our heroes and how they're zigzagging through the plot, it is such a clean line. Everything around it is so messy and loud and characters are bopping in for a second and then we never see them again. And then, like, oh, that guy double-crossed that guy, but we haven't seen him in a while. I love that in the movie. And I think you get that in Toy Story 4. And that I think that there is a clear line how we're getting from A to Z. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Toy Story 3 is a better example of that kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Toy Story 3 is just boundless. Like, it, 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 it is just, like, electrons pinging off shit for an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. And yet, when you get to the heart of it, it is a very clear narrative yeah. line. I think Toy Story is successful in trying something new. Toy Story 3? 4. Oh, okay. Introducing new toys. Who I generally like. Yeah. Do you? I, I would argue I would argue that it's the just, new toys in four are better introduced than the new toys in three. Really? I, I think the, the, like that's Bonnie's no, Bonnie, no to Bonnie's toys. Bonnie's toys. At Sunnyville or Sunnyside or whatever? Mm-hmm. No. I mean when, when we talk about Toy Story Three, I'm gonna talk about why Big Baby is like mm-hmm. the most genius mm-hmm. secondary. Big character. Baby. But let me just say about Toy I think uh, now I forgot what I was gonna say. 
But it breaks the formula, and I like that about I it. I appreciate that, it, too. It, it See, subverts I... expectations. The ending viscerally upset me. Which part Because I don't think Woody and Buzz should be separated. Je- Je- Jesse Eisenberg and the social network. Which part? <laughs> Which part upset but you? It upset me. It made me cry. But then I was like, you know what? This it, this does feel like I don't like the what happened, but mm-hmm. it sort of feels like well, inevitable. I, I'm not going to disagree with you on that point. I like the way it ends. And I do not think it's inevitable, and I don't think it's right. I just don't think it is the right choice. And well, there's going to be a fifth movie. Yeah, so you're right. Woody so we'll come back together. But what I will say, uh, you know, I'm praising. What were you saying right before that? I it can't is remember. The Luke Skywalker arc, though, in Last I, Jedi. I pra- as much as continuing that example. As much as I praise yeah, Toy Story well Four. <laughs> That's the difference. No, but it's like in is theory, that's well sorry, done. Man, oh, I know what I was gonna say, that, but that, continue. That the hero eventually is like, you know what? Fuck it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm good. Like, here, like that. here's my bottom line on Toy Story Four. Does it justify its own existence? No. But <laughs> hell of a place to start with your defense. <laughs> but because Disney forced it to be made, it could be a lot worse. It could be a lot worse. I don't know that I agree with that. I really, I really don't. <laughs> Did we like Key and Peele? No. Yes. Love Hard no. Hard yes. Okay. Wait, I'm going to go, wait, I, I need to go which, back. I, know which, knew you were I knew which part you hated. It's when the grandma's in the tub which drinking wine. Which is the best part of the, I laughed harder at that That moment. bit is so long. I hate bits. Oh, it's such a good bit. <laughs> okay, but, so you, you said that you feel like this breaks the mold, and I see this movie as they saw formulas in the old ones and they recreated it without any spirit at all interesting uh-huh. see i don't I think, feel I, that I think this from movie this has spirit to spare. i feel this taking risks that's I think, what i felt i see no spirit in this movie well, i hate it i, I hate well, it you know, here's what, here's my bad point. i i disagree with your own spirit I, I i think that these toys feel alive i think that the decisions feel motivated on the whole um and i like the continuation of the existential quandaries at the heart of this story Here's what I here's why this doesn't feel like a Toy Story movie to me. And by the way, I accept that I'm just like playing devil's advocate on some level. I accept that it's a Toy Story movie, and I applaud you for not accepting it, Ben. I just but don't I'm, accept it. Good for you. I think you, it's because I, I think it's because I've been watching a Toy Story movie every day for the last four I'm, days. I'm thankful I had a Fandango credit and I didn't give money. To good this for movie. you. Oh. But like I, I mean, technically you, I did. You don't have to use that. Credit. You don't have to use that image. Forgive me, cinema. But, but, but here is why I feel that this is the most lacking in the series. And it's not about no Mr. Potato Head, even though that's a real problem. Even though Don Rickles passed away, I think there's a way to make that work. Um, it's not because Woody separates from the tribe at the end, because I like that. It is that the first three films have this impossibly high sense of stakes, mm-hmm. which is absurd. Mm-hmm. Now, this is movie, these are movies about toys just trying to get home. And yet it feels like there has never been a dilemma for characters with so much weight to it. The stakes are absurdly high. Mm-hmm. This movie has no stakes. Mm-hmm. I agree. Oh, I feel the stakes. I don't feel the stakes. You don't feel Gabby trying to rip out Woody's sound box? That's, that's not stakes. That's a visceral threat. Like, I, I see that, and of course, like in a, I love that. No, I agree. I love that, because it's Cronenbergian in a way. Like it's That's like a physical thing as opposed to... An existential thing. Yeah. And again, like... I think the existential threat is... I don't know. It's like if this is at, underdeveloped. If this makes any sense, instead of outward, it's like so inward that it. I don't know. Here's Does that why. Make sense? Here, I understand what you're saying. Here's why Finding Dory doesn't work for me, because it takes 
Because there's glasses of water everywhere. There's, there's just a fucking cup of water in every <laughs> cup holder, in every car, on every street curb. Um, people are thirsty. People, I guess people are thirsty. In Australia. In the water wars. Um, it's... It's that um God I, I I actually lost my point but it's it's something you don't that, like Dory because I don't like Dory oh 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 I, here's why because here's, it's voiced by why. Alan whoops no that's not my problem it's that I need to feel like there is a chance that these toys are not gonna make it home and in Toy Story three which is a big canvas movie I think you went as far as you possibly could mm-hmm. to They're keep some to... level of believability yeah I to this day because also Toy Story three is the only one that doesn't have like the clear objective necessarily yeah like. In the same way that one and two really, one is about getting Buzz home, two is about getting Woody home, yeah. three is just kind of like, what the fuck do we do now which is with what our they're lives? Trying, which I, that's why I think about four. They're trying. That's the formula. Mm-hmm. Like Brandon, you're talking about like outward and inward. Three is a perfect example of what are we as a collective going to do about us? Yeah. Not what are we going to do against this external threat? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, Toy Story three. Every time I see this movie, when those toys are linking arms and heading towards the fiery furnace at the dump, mm-hmm. I think they're going to die. Yeah. Every time I see it, I am so sure this is the end. And part of me says, this is sort of a brutal but necessary conclusion to the series. Mm-hmm. They're toys. They can't go on. They are finite. Even though they are plastic, eventually all things must come to an end. And then it, and then they're saved. With this movie, this it's like... the. So much just crazy shit happens. Which, again, I like that mess. But it stretches plausibility to a level where I no longer feel like I am with real characters. I just know that I'm watching a movie that will eventually bring me home. I'm never concerned about these characters. I always know they're going to make it back into the RV. See, I That's didn't feel that way. I didn't know what... I like the ride. I, I like found the it... ride, but I, I'm, I, I feel no I stakes. I didn't like the ride, and I felt no stakes. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> I don't know. I On that point, I don't agree i i was invested i actually felt like it was pretty unpredictable i didn't know how they were gonna get and i didn't know that fucking woody was gonna no that i'll I'll give you no i'll give you that but it's just i did think he would come back into the fray i knew that everyone was gonna be okay at the end of the movie and of course you know that with basically any animated any any animated children's film everything's Mm. gonna end up being okay but the toy story movies have except for bambi except for bambi yeah well except actually at the end of toy story 4 things aren't okay like i'm still torn up that he left i feel happy for him i mean i'm happy I know what's best for him. This is my conflict. Like I'm happy for him. I can't. He's happy, but I I'm sad see for like it in I, terms of the characters I, I, because well, I rejected as a Toy Story movie. I like I feel they, bad for Buzz. It was a solid plant, and then the payoff in the prologue of the film where Woody considers for a second yeah. that he might leave with the, the hands movie. on the thing. That I did okay. not, That I did not believe as much, knowing where Woody is at the beginning of Toy Story three. Yeah, but. We all have we all have moments where our entire belief systems are thrown into question. Mm-hmm. Like that's a, that's the first time that Woody has had to like possibly say goodbye to one of these friends. Yeah, it does make sense in a way. Like he trusts Bo Peep; she's a confidant, a romantic yeah. interest. They clearly have a connection. I I guess I do believe that like he might get in the box with her. I loved that moment, and, and, and that, that I did like I, that. I, like I believed, oh I did I know. believe I'm it. A loser. <laughs> but say that. but the main thing that I felt in this prologue was 
Oh, so we have to go back to when he's with Andy to have a Toy Story movie. I thought about... Well, I didn't think... And I thought that... that I thought, oh, the whole movie is going to take place before Toy Story 3. I didn't realize we're going to jump forward in time, but oh, I... Re- oh, I, oh, I thought... Lion King one and a half, if you will. Yeah, and that I That would have been interesting. And I thought that shows why this movie is unnecessary, even though it then jumps forward in I, time. I but. like the prologue. I would argue I that think, this I movie... I just think it's beautiful. I think this, it, this movie looks great. The rain... So, the movie, the, yeah. It's a little the Uncanny Valley mm. to me. Oh, really? You it's hard. Too polished. It's it's very like the her porcelain like, is too. Shiny. Like, I think the porcelain's very well. The characters are fine, but the world is a little too photorealistic for me, mm. and it like fucks me up a little. And I hate it. I guess it. my only problem. Bad. Is <laughs> I hate it. I'm gonna get wine. I hate it. Can you get me some of that sickly? In conclusion, sweet wine too? grab the gin bottle from the <laughs> freezer too. You have to go see theater tonight. I know. It's a half an hour. Oh, fine. Oh, it's French. French? Fringe. Yes, it's yeah. fringe. It's been a few years since I've had friends in the Fringe Festival. Mm-hmm. Where's the gin? Oh. <laughs> What's the photo for? Mm. Thanks, done? Brandon. We're moving through this. Let's move on. That's a lot of gin. Yeah, I bought it today for this podcast. <laughs> if, we, if we talk about Toy Story 4 anymore, Ben's just going to go bad into the into the mic. Like I've really said what I had to say. Pour it, pour it, what <laughs> pour it closer <laughs> to the mic. Lucretia Motel, this shit. Lucretia I'm Martel. flicking Bo Peep's head. Oh, porcelain. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I do like that this movie captures how scary ventriloquist dummies are. So scary. Oh my god, of course Ew, you, you did. did. I'm like, well, I guess I did see the Child's Play remake this weekend. Sure did. Ventriloquist dummies. I, I like... Um... <laughs> Oh, I have a question. Ben, ben, ben is uh, individually dropping ice cubes. <laughs> I don't want them to splash. <laughs> I do have a question for you guys. How did you feel about, because I know every toy. You, I don't even know what you're going to say, but you know how Ben felt about it. Bad. Bad. <laughs> okay, so I'll just ask you, Daniel. Okay. Um, this is just for us. So the, the, every Toy Story introduces characters. Well, I'm going to use the bathroom yes. while you, And this, go for it. You've been pee. drinking a lot of liquid. In like, in like the second act, like so Jesse's introduced in the second one, blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. Okay. Or so, I, I would say beginning of second act. Beginning of like second the, act. We've just finished act one. So it sort of does the same thing here, even though, so what's her name? Gabby Gabby? Gabby Gabby. Is introduced as a villain. But then she gets reintroduced sort of at the end of Act 1 as, like, she's just really desperate for It's a good arc connection. because, like, Stinky Pete and Lots of Hug and Bear are very similar characters. Yes, they are. Even though I love Toy Story 3 the most, and I what I just said sounds like a contradiction at that point because 3 obviously comes after 2, so Lotso becomes derivative of uh, Stinky Pete. I think Lotso but, becomes almost an evolvement of Stinky Pete. I completely agree. But it's a, they're similar characters. They, they, yes, they were abandoned in some way. Like mm-hmm. Lotso had an owner. Stinky Pete was never purchased. Mm-hmm. Like they, they have a they have a, a a sort of grievance politics as in modus operandi. Um, in this movie, I like that Gabby Gabby starts off as that, while also there being this like Cronenbergian physical threat of wanting yes. to cut out your box. Yes, but then becomes redeemed in the end. But also is never fully made to be evil. So here's what I want. It's to- almost a movie without an antagonist. Exactly, which I sort of like because it thwarts that uh, expectation. But maybe my... that's where the stakes could come in. But that, I don't look to the villains for stakes in these. Movies. Here's my question for you, though: When she goes to that lost girl, yeah, and and that's supposed to be like a big emotional moment. How did you feel? I didn't care. Great, <laughs> but, <Daniel>. bad, <laughs> bad, <laughs> not good. <laughs> Liked it. Glad you came. I'm glad you came back just in time. When when she goes, Gabby Gabby goes into the film Us. 
That was I had a similar thought about that. Yeah, oh. maybe because Jordan Peele was a Jordan oh. Peele crossover. Yeah, he's true. in this film. Jordan Peele and Keegan Michael Key are really funny in this movie. They are so funny. But I but it's not just like I, I mean, love to laugh. I mean, they just have such a great indelible chemistry that yeah, I, would I have listen, their show for that. I would listen. No, I understand their shows that. on Am- Watch watch their show read, on Amazon. Read Zadie Smith's <laughs> essay on Key and Peele. Also, I do love. That their little fantasies of their plans—that's no, what I want to talk about—to watching this fantastical element of these giant fuzzy creatures. I very hard. Laser beam—we've never seen that before. It was very creative. I liked it, but I mostly just like so they're doing these various fantasy scenarios of how they're going to steal the key from the old lady who runs the antique shop. The one where she just like packs up to go home. She parks her car. She goes to her home out in the middle of the country, pours herself a nice glass of red wine, gets in a bubble bath, tucks in for the night, and then you just see like these two furry animals like pop their heads over the side of the bed, and then we get the shot from outside the house of her screaming. It's very funny. And then cut to them listening and being like, what? I will say, I have no memory of that. What? Did you blink? Did when you, she has the glass of were red you on wine scruff? in the bubble bath? I wasn't on scruff, but there I was I think no, I was sure already not. like, okay, I get this bit and I think I checked out. For me <laughs> like, it's the kind of thing where it's done. It, it, they they keep the bit going a little bit too long. Yeah. But that's why it's funny. They refuse to quit the bit. But this also It's that thing where you just like keep it's making not Sideshow Bob with the rake. It's I would say it is not as good as that, but it is in the same motive. We're just going to keep repeating this and then the fact Can that I we're just still say, doing the bit. But when I went to on, use the bathroom again. When I did, a Doing moment key. ago, uh, something that has never happened before was happening, which is that Linda was asleep on my bed. <gasps> She's Linda. never slept on my bed before. So, Ben, in, in a way, we are now in the Toy Story 4 of Linda's arc. <gasps> I was just going to say that. She has changed direction, and we weren't expecting Ooh. it. Even though that, that bitch literally bit my shoulder in the middle of the night. It was a love bite. <laughs> I know. I pass, I pass so, Linda. she'll get on my bed. She just I passed sleep uh, in Linda's it. former home today. Oh, on the way here of the rescue where you got her. Oh, she's needed. The carnival prizes, uh, Michael Keegan and Jordan Peele. Michael Keegan? What did I just say? Keegan Michael Key. <sighs> Guys, whatever. He has a lot of names. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he has three. I just flipped him. Sorry. Sorry. Keegan. I know he listens, <laughs> so I want to apologize personally. He is a listener. Um, it does remind me of Buzz's shitty arc in this, though. Lack of arc, lack of anything. They Buzz is done dirty in this. Buzz is done dirty. It's just not Buzz. It's not Buzz. It's and not it's buzz. like my And that's the one thing that really does upset me yeah. about this movie is that they whatever they did to Buzz, they why is like, that he's not stupid. Buzz is a lot of things. Buzz is not like an imbecile. Yes. He's not a he is not a like nincompoop. No, he doesn't they, think they he's nincompoop. the real Buzz Lightyear in the first one because he's stupid. Like that's no, that's like a, that's where this comes from, I think. But like yeah. that's not that's a misreading. It's, it's a misreading of it. of it because it's more about this movie is all about what do you do when you think you have one purpose and then you find mm-hmm. out that that purpose mm-hmm. is illusory. I don't know how to say that word, but is an illusion. Illusory. Illusory. I think that's right. I don't um, know. Or or expired in the case of Woody's are or Woody's motivations here, and then what happens next? Yeah. That's what, and it's ultimately about obsolescence in some way. Like that's mm-hmm. what I find really moving about the arcs in, in this series. Mm-hmm. But. I agree with it. It's a total misreading of the character. When they're sitting in the RV and Woody's like thinking to himself, and he's like, I'm just listening to my inner voice. And Buzz is like, huh? Uh-huh. Like, I could feel them straining for a laugh, like asking hmm. us to laugh at Buzz's just blank face. Like, what do you mean? I could also feel them setting 
his whole thing up. Yeah. yeah. It just felt very that too. But obvious. So at this point, we've come to understand that these characters are fairly well-developed toys mentally. They have right. a pretty good grasp of their place in the universe mm-hmm. because they've they been almost enough. been put into the fiery <laughs> furnace of hell. Buzz is in a very mature place by the time is, three begins. No, that's exactly no, that's what I'm saying. Unless we're gonna go Buzz with the, the near death experience fucked him and now he's insane. <laughs> <laughs> he saw the flames and the flames looked bad. Like, how does he act? I can't remember. How does he act in the very, very beginning of four? This is why I, I can't have to remember. That's a great either. question. I don't he's barely in it. It's the, it's the Woody Forky show, which is fine. Like, that is the stuff that I liked about this movie. Mm-hmm. Look, I said something nice. Oh. And I, Are like, you really going to give it half a star on Letterboxd? No, I think... I, I already asked him. He said he'll give it to you. I think two. Okay. Maybe one and a half if I'm feeling particularly angry. That's how I felt after Incredibles, too. You know? I'm like, I understand that the action is good here. The action feels motivated. I See, don't... I don't I don't feel like the action is good here. No, though. no, no. I'm saying in Incredibles I 2. I know. I'm just I'm, saying. I'm just saying there are things to, you have to like give up certain points. You're like, yeah, it does do this well. Yes. It does this well. But yeah. The one thing, just... the one thing I really don't like is the buzz of it all. It's a disappointing It quality. is disappointing. And it's disappointing. It sort of ties in with how it's they, ugly. how all the toys are, all the original are toys people, are, are treated. Well, they're not ugly toys, Harge. We're not ugly I, people. It's like I, lack of Jesse too. I, yeah. yeah. I appreciate it. But she does get her moment at the end. I have always appreciated that noted Trump voter Tim Allen has been playing a gay character in the Toy Story series unbeknownst to him. <laughs> yes. From one to three. He doesn't, he's not in love with Jesse. He wants to be her he friend. He wants to be her friend. But then the way that that is just given up in this film, it's yeah. sort of like buying into the gays can't drive meme. Mm. Oh my God. Like it's, <laughs> you know, like we're, we can read, we can drive. We're not actually dumb. The joke is that like. Some of us. Well, some, well, some of you. Some of you. Some of you. <laughs> some of, some of you are making confessions in your diary because you can write and read. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Anyway, I, I, it upsets me that that is not the continuation of the Buzz storyline. Yeah. Well, there is no Buzz storyline. Well, no, no, but there is a Buzz storyline. That, that's the thing that's frustrating about it. Like, if you're going to just shove Buzz to the side, just put him with Mr. Potato Head, yeah. Rex, Mrs. Potato Head, right. Ham. Like, don't don't make Keep us watch this zombified runner. version of Buzz mm-hmm. Lightyear. But it is interesting because every Toy Story, he does sort of get, not zombified, but like, Something happens that like yes. he he's put in demo mode. He has a he has a literal double. So like mm-hmm. I think they were just trying to follow that through yeah, line. They just failed. It just didn't mm-hmm. work. Anyway, should we move on? Have you guys seen sure. the Toy Story short films? I have. No, I have. I've never I don't seen think them. I have either. Well, I only saw the one that played before one of the Pixar movies. Oh yeah. Like Toy Story like Hawaiian Vacation or something yeah. with Ken. It was after Toy Story 3. I think I have seen that, but I can't what movie it, was it that? It played before like Cars 3 or something. It was it was that. probably before like no, not as late as Cars I'm not 3. Sure I saw that. It was probably in front of whatever like maybe Monsters University, whatever came I out. I saw it. Right after. We whatever saw it right. together, Brandon. Well, now you don't remember. <laughs> wow. Um, so but anyway, let me just say, I wonder if because they've made so many of these short films now and these characters have been like we actually the three of us are not familiar with a solid probably like three hours of Toy Story content. There's that many. There's many of them. There are. Yeah. And some of them are long. Hmm. Like Toy Story of hmm. Terror, I think is like 45 minutes. What? So these are like other like there are other Toy Story movies out there that we haven't seen. So maybe Buzz is brain dead in that. Well, I'm curious about that. But I'm also like, have they just been? With Toy Story 3, you felt like this eagerness to dig back into the characters. Because uh-huh. we had 10 years off. 
Well, we've had 10 years off now, too. I know, but I think because they've been making these other shorts with them, like, maybe the animators may... I don't know if they're written by the same people. Like, I don't yeah. know. But the, like, I don't feel like we really get reintroduced to these characters mm. much beyond everybody in the closet waiting for Bonnie. Yeah. I don't know. But it's also like Bonnie had just ate breakfast. Yeah. It's not like with Andy in the three when they're waiting in the toy chest and yep. they haven't been played with for forever and they mm-hmm. steal his cell phone to try and trick him into playing with them. Mm-hmm. Again, no stakes. Yeah. Like, since like Bonnie just hasn't played with him since last night. Why yeah. do I care? Yeah. But ultimately I like these characters. I like, I, I, I like the movie. I like this movie. I, I, I love them and that's why the movie's bad. I, I feel like <laughs> I enjoy, I enjoyed watching the movie in some stretches. I really thought it sung. Um, and mm-hmm. other times I thought it kind of stopped. I thought it was the longest hundred minutes of my life. Oh my god, I loved every minute. <laughs> Not every minute. Ultimately, it I played in front of Cars Two. Oh, so I watched Cars Two. The first when I saw that on Redbox DVD Ooh, in college. Yes, uh, it was the first bad Pixar movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. I That's felt, the first like I felt legit bad sick one. to my stomach mm-hmm. watching Cars Two. It was like my childhood was being incinerated, and not in an Incel's Last Jedi sort of way. Like, yeah. Is Pixar actually making these type of low class jokes? Yeah. Like, are we really doing fart jokes with Larry the Cable Guy and doing like European stereotypes? Like, mm-hmm. if you want to do a European stereotype, awful. make them racist. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, mm-hmm. frankly, I mean, what's going on in Europe right now? It was awful. Seeing Cars 2 was the worst experience of my life. <laughs> really terrible film. Really, it, it, made, it literally made me sick to my stomach. So how do we want to talk about the remaining three films here? Let's start with... Do you let's, guys... Let's start did, with our favorites. Let's, I was going to ask... Let's lead our favorites. Yeah. Okay. So should I begin? Because you go first. Because I think the best Toy Story is the first oh. one. Oh! Interesting. So we do all have different ones. We do. It worked out. I just spoiled and what's well, about to happen. No, Ben, what is your favorite? Well, I've spoiled. We'll see. Okay. Mine is... We'll see. We'll see. Mine is two. And mine is Toy Story 4. Oh, so great. we are really at a crossroads. Yeah. <laughs> no, my favorite is the best action film of the past 10 years, oh. excluding your Fury Roads, Toy Story 3. Hell yeah. So the first one is the best because it's a classic. <laughs> oh, it is a classic. And it's, a classic. It's, it's just, I mean, it was. I've literally seen was, the first two so many me fucking too. times. Most it's, of my memories are in Toy Story 2. Mm. Most of mine are in one. Yeah. That's Two, right. I actually haven't seen that much. I rem- maybe why I have a Come weird. On. Do you guys remember thing? seeing Toy Story one or two in the theater? Yes, I saw. I remember seeing two in theaters. I don't think I saw one in theaters, and I but I vividly remember seeing two in theaters. I remember seeing Toy Story in theaters, and I believe there was an a bug. There was an a Bug's Life trailer beforehand. Mm. Hell yeah! For some movie, I think it was Toy Story. There was a Bug's Life trailer beforehand, and my mom turned to me and went, "We are not seeing." That. <laughs> oh my god! But it's a cute little. Bug. She like thought the bugs were a little. Called K Winslet a piggy girl. Oh. Yeah. That that's the actual phrase she used was piggy girl. I tweeted oh. that she called Kate Winslet a pig in Titanic. <laughs> oh. If anyone hasn't seen this tweet of mine, well, but she time, actually by the said, time this episode comes out, that tweet was two weeks ago. She literally like shook her head and was like, "Piggy girl, oh <laughs> slut shaming Vicky oh in the nineties. <laughs> Jesus. Um, okay, so the first one is a 
perfect script. Yes. It is a perfect script. It is it is a perfect I mean that it was the first CGI feature film ever made. Mm-hmm. Yep. Won it, an Oscar. For it that. was it won an Oscar. It was Did it? special it, Oscar. It right. was Pixar's coming out. Yep. They made the shorts. It's 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 you can't you can't top it. I mean three what three how three concludes what the first one set up is personally three's my favorite. <gasps> but objectively I think the first <gasps> one you can't say any of them are better. I think that's a tricky territory because you could make the same point with a new hope. Which I don't think is the best Star Wars film. But it's the one that kickstarts the whole franchise. I actually do. So we could we can talk about that yeah, when sure. uh, the last See, Skywalker or whatever that as a, because as out. a template. Yeah. Because what's interesting is I, what I'm saying. I, I was looking at reviews like reviews from 1999 mm-hmm. about Toy Story 2 mm-hmm. and they all called it the last Jedi of the Toy Story. They called it the, re- the Empire Strikes Back of Toy Story. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm really slipping. What was Nostradamus writing for the New York <laughs> Times? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. This guy's I mean, I, I think, obviously I think that. Yes. Um, but I also s- think A New Hope is better than The Empire Strikes oh. Back, just marginally. Okay. I, they're both five-star movies to me. And but. again, most of my memories from Star Wars are in... Actually, no, most of my memories from Star Wars are in Return of the Jedi. Like oh, my childhood memories. Sure. Anyway. My child, yeah, my childhood memories are also the same. Yeah. When Princess Leia's in the Jabba the Hutt. The Ewoks pit. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Mine are um, the buns. <laughs> the buns. Mine are the buns in, in that trash compactor. Mine are Laura... I hope trash! Uh, I hope trash! I hope there's children now whose formative memory of Star Wars is Laura Dern going pew, pew, pew! <laughs> It is. it is. Uh, I can't wait for Randy Newman, Oscar-nominated song. I'm a bunch of trash. You a bunch of trash. We can't go to the trash. If we go to the trash, we go together. We go together. I love LA. We love it, trash. <laughs> Brandon's face Those are the right words. Now. Those are the words. <laughs> I love the trash. I've got a we trash in me. <laughs> <laughs> We what, what? belong okay. Okay. together in the trash. Trash. I'm just. I'm What's just, the song actually called? When I will somebody not. trashed me. <laughs> Literally, though. <laughs> Everything was beautiful. What's the actual? What's the actual song? I will not let you throw yourself away. You're not ba, 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 ba. in the trash. Are we doing like Tom Waits? Tom Waits should have done the trash song. Trash, trash, trash. It's the theme song. Forky wants to die. Sixteen shells in the trash. I'm trying to rein this in because we have. To, I have to be out the door at five o'clock. It's like four oh, or five. But I just... all right. Anyway, Toy Story one is the best one. It's perfectly so, plotted. It's perfectly. Miss Nesbitt is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Next. What I what I want to add when to he's that. This is Nesbitt. When he's had too much tea. Uh, he's quote had unquote. so much tea. But mm. I love he he has the tea. He uh, aside from a. I almost said episode four. Aside from the fourth film, mm-hmm. Toy the, Story the, four, key. Episode, episode one. one. Yeah, the episode one. Episode one is uh, the most plot driven, and yet somehow manages to like delineate a whole world and the characters, which is why. It's... Are you talking about the Phantom Menace or no? Oh, Toy Story one. Toy. The... I thought we were still on the <laughs> no. Star Wars. Metaphor. The first Toy Story. Yeah. Is Forky? To the, the Jar toy- Jar. Is Forky the Jar Jar, Jar, Jar. Exactly Jar. where I was going. No, because no one actually likes Jar Jar, but people do actually like Forky. I think that if the Phantom Menace came out today, he would be Jar Jar Binks would be a phenomenon. No, he's racist. I'm saying in 2019, so you'd 
you tinker with the character a little bit. <laughs> but like what Jar Jar represents, that sort of hapless, bumbling sidekick, mm. the internet would go wild. He for would Jar be the fourth. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Did you guys see that tweet from Rex Santis that was I like, don't know who that is. oh, he's a Twitter guy. I only guy. know who Rex is from the Toy Story mm-hmm. films, didn't get enough of him in Toy Story 4. He Did tweeted, he have a line in Toy Story 4? No, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my video game? <laughs> Anyway, he tweeted that he tweeted the ending of the Phantom Menace when Natalie Portman gives the oh, the I've bulbous thing to uh, the what are they called? I don't know the 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 Midichlorians? the, the Jar Jar Binks's water oh, from, people from Naboo and uh, from Avatar Naboo. two from and, Naboo and there's a very like joyous passage of power and the tweet was when Melania Trump gives the nuclear codes to build a <laughs> the funniest tweet <laughs> I've ever <laughs> seen. It's really But <laughs> <laughs> it's Bill de Blasio uh, specifically. I have such a uh, love about Bill de Blasio. Uh, oh, Bill de Blasio Ooh. came out swinging with his presidential campaign. And who was hurt from him? He was like, he was like, we're calling him Condon. <laughs> he went on like seven morning shows. Did he get into the debate? Yeah. And yet Steve Bullock, Steve Bullock, Steve Bullock should be, Steve in, the Bullock should be in the debate. Steve Bullock is like, it should be Warren, but well, it's a little early for this, but like Steve Bullock, his whole thing is like, fuck, we're in a gilded age and mm-hmm. I'm not letting the corporations take over Montana. I, Steve I like Bullock Steve should Bullock. be. I do too. As of now, I'm sure things will come. As I once tweeted, him. he's the only straight white male to get into this rate at, I would race at a late point that actually has a reason to yes, be getting in the I race. I completely agree. Anyway, completely agree. let's not get political because there are some bad political things that have that are happening right now that are on my mind and I don't want to go there. Just keywords. We don't have to talk about Wait, what, what? Specifically. the concentration The concentration camps. camps. Okay. Yeah, we'll save that. We'll save that. Me Speaking too. of. And I'm the one that brought it up even though I don't want to talk about it. No, it, th- this this literally is keeping me up. Mm-hmm. The fact that I like I was It's literally the only thing I thought about I was other than my hatred of this movie. I was all day. I, I I will talk around this cuz I can't engage with that I will get so fucking furious and upset. But a, a quote-unquote smart political podcast was making the point that Trump wants to run on immigration in 2020 because he always wins with immigration. And I'm like, how the fuck is he winning? And I think that he is winning that conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, how can Trump possibly be winning a conversation around the topic of immigration when, like, nine-year-old kids are mm-hmm. taking care of the five-year-old kids in the camps because there's no soap? Yep. Mm-hmm. It is it's anyway. infuriating, yeah. and it fucks me up. Yeah. Did you see Let's the- take a second. All right. I don't want to bring up what I was going to bring up. All right. Well, maybe we can loop Toy Story 2. Yeah. Say why it's the... Do your we're, mic drop. We're not I want to hear it. It's not really this, a mic but drop. But we have to brush past this. Only we to, have to yeah. brush past can this. I, can, I add, can I predict? Well, first I want to ask why you dock at half a star. Yeah, I'm dying to know. Before I get into why I think it's best. Okay. So I dock at half a star because I, I don't like the... Um, God, I had, I had an argument prepared and now it's gone. But it, it has something to do with... I don't like the opening scene that it's inside. You don't like that. It's a video game, which is surprising coming from me. Ultimate gamer. But, but I don't see like for toy story three, the opening action sequence makes sense because imagination because it's mad. And then you're seeing, and and then you're seeing, you're seeing Andy playing with toys, Mm -hmm. but then you're realizing, Oh, this is a tape. Oh my God. Andy's old. So Mm -hmm. it, 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 two still, even though two, Evolved. I know two had a lot of problems getting made, and like it, it was, was going to be straight to video. Going to be straight to video, but then it was but, too but, good. 
I still see straight to video elements in it, huh. and I, I and I can't look it past doesn't. them. No, but Ben, I I, Brandon, the reason why it didn't go straight to video is because it was too good for straight. to I video. know, I know, but like that opening video game thing feels like why? And then because it sets a buzz, 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 it's buzz, buzz, buzz. Part of part of what I love about it too is that it deepens the mythology of both Buzz and Woody. Woody primarily is what like I love all of that. And like, but Zerg isn't even in the first. Yeah, Zerg is only made reference to on the back of a box. Yeah, one. Zerg is so I love iconic. Zerg I is love iconic. that. So Zerg is completely introduced into, and that's yes. how he gets introduced. Yeah, and and Zerg, I know Zerg is not in any of the other. Toy Story movies. Yeah. And I do, I understand that these toys go through crazy things, but I can't get past, and I know it's explained with a little cart out on the lawn, mm-hmm. but I can't get past the airplane. I just think it's too much. Here's wait, my what? question. Here's Say my that question. Again. Wait, what? It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's too... Is this, yeah. this coming from the it's, Mission Impossible stand? I know. See, and that's, the video game stand and the Mission Impossible stand. These oh are my, my issues with. My it. That's how I feel about the claw in three. Well, here's the thing. I it is it's just it's, it's literally too... Deus, it's literally Deus Ex Machina. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it as the third film in a trilogy, it mm-hmm. is paying off the claw. Yes, and it the, is. The aliens are the ones, and doing we see it. the aliens get separated, but exactly. we don't. But we think the aliens are dead, and I we know. don't know how that they're not dead. No, but like Deus Ex Machina is a touchy subject in mm-hmm. any any story here because it, we're the you know the hand of God, like the mm-hmm. God and machine, like we're. And I let it happen because the final scene is such a payoff, yeah. you know, and because we just we're obviously not going to kill them. The, I, I mean, I really love when something gets planted and we don't even know it's been planted. Yes. So yeah. when the aliens end up being the ones doing it, it's mm-hmm. just. Like chef's kiss to me. It's poetic yeah. justice. And I love when a movie is one step ahead of me. Mm-hmm. So two. I and lo- they wouldn't know how to land the claw because they came from Right. The That's yeah. true. Right, right, right. So I will just conclude by saying I dock a half star because I love two, but it's just not perfect for me. So. And. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Remind me when it's my turn to do three that I want to get back to what you said about the video game. Okay. 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 About two. I do think beat for beat. It is the best story of the trilogy that like action adventure wise. I love the, I love the video game. I love them crossing the street in the cones. Crossing the street is it's, great. It's, that's, it, again, it's iconic. That's and I'm art. not using it in like the meaningless use of the word I iconic. Love bringing, it's actually, it, it is yes. built as iconography, like a visual representation. And I love like bringing Al into Al's great. like the real, cause he's referenced in the first one and like showing him like as a human being, I love that, and I love the same with Zerg. Yes, the Woody mythology, and I love the Buzz mythology, mm-hmm. and I I love all of this stuff. But like, what it comes down to for me, and four kind of fucks this argument a little bit because before it was the only Toy Story movie to do this, and now it's not. But uh, two is the. I will still say it's the only movie because that's just how you I don't feel. Because I, I don't recognize the sovereignty of the it's fourth a trilogy. film. It's mm-hmm. a trilogy. Two is the only one where Woody loses faith in being a toy. And that is really powerful to me. And it's the only one that, like, one and three are different struggles. Whereas two is like the deep internal struggle of Woody for me. Two is okay. Two is the most about rejection, mm-hmm. and the third is most about just like 
death. Yes. Yeah, literally yes. just that, death. And like that that does yeah. like touch me emotionally, but yeah. I like on like I I feel the most about three because he I mean two, because he is willing to just go to Japan. There is a point where he is yeah. just like I am in this with these people now. Yeah. And I'm gonna go to Japan. I think it's so, I think it's less about with these people than it is because I matter in Japan. Yes, that's so also so true. but what about this? Okay, so if you believe Woody's arc and his <coughs> he's about to go to Japan uh-huh. in two, why don't you believe him going with Bo Peep in four? Okay, so here's what I was gonna say when I said earlier this why? This ties into why I Explain think two is the yourself. best. Because he's already gone through it. He's already decided not to go to Japan. But, but time has passed. No, like I said, as we know in these there, movies, time a constantly habit passes. Of this movie and Woody has just been through this cycle again and again I know. and again. And at a certain point, you've got to just end it. I just, I just end think your life. He just has already had the big existential crisis about: Do I serve children, or am I of use elsewhere? What I like about Four is how much he talks about Ambi because he has not gotten over it. Mm-hmm. And oh. the only the only way to get over an ex like that mm-hmm. is to just dive head first. Okay, but here's another thing yeah. I have. I have Wait, a question can about. I say yeah. why I also dock it? Because I, I remember sure. now. Mm-hmm. What's so appealing about sitting in a museum? Sorry. What's so appealing about sitting in a museum? Yeah, no, because Brandon, kids are going to come look at him. No, but Brandon, the movie ultimately endorses the idea that it's better to not be in a museum. Yes, he chooses to go back to Andy, but. He chooses Brandon, come on. to go You're... back to Andy and to take all of his friends that were gonna that were excited but about the museum, that museum with him. Looked pretty good. No, it was a no. It was a false choice that was being presented by Stinky Pete. Stinky right. Pete, true. Who is a son of a bitch? He's stinky. He is a he's snake a stinker. In the grass. Okay, that's all I had. That all right? That's a, no. That's st- it. Stinky Pete builds up this false dichotomy of. Mm-hmm. Be thrown in the trash or be beloved forever. Right. Be but eternalized. They would not be able to break out of that case. But see, I like it. It would be like Pete. antiques. It would, it would be, be like, it what's would be her worse face? than the antique store because they would be trapped in a yeah. display case. Mm-hmm. Like you guys were saying like about Gabby Gabby. the villain situation, I like Stinky Pete because he's just trying to fulfill a destiny for himself. Yes. And like, I feel that. Mm-hmm. And he's he's doing it in dastardly ways. Right. But like, uh, What's his name? The bear. Lotso hugs in bear. three. We were I think he's more evil. We he like Lotso well, is more purely evil in my eyes. I think that Lotso's dilemma is he was happiness was taken away from him. Mm-hmm. His solution to that is I will take that away from everyone else. I'm yeah. going to drag everyone down to my level. I'm just less sympathetic to that, I guess. Well, I here's the, okay. So Stinky Pete does not have the advantage of a flashback scene. Lotso hug and bear gets the Jesse when somebody loved yeah. me treatment. Oh, in I three. oh. Uh, I also just wanted to say that you got when somebody loved me in that. Toy Story Two is the first Pixar movie that just stops dead in its tracks for a four-minute somber interlude. <laughs> for a four-minute short of film, making you cry. Uh huh. It's the no, first Pixar movie to do that. That's that's very it, true. It is, and that set of formula for, to for do up. that. Yeah. Up's introduction is the natural. It, it, it is yes. the evolved state of when somebody loved me. Yes. That. That can't and, be taken away. And from... that that works for children. Yeah. Like, that's surprising that children go along with when somebody loved me. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, you were talking about Lotso. Oh, well, I'll talk about Lotso in a second. I love to, I'm sad I dock at a half star, but that's how I feel in my heart. Thank you. Great. Okay, so Toy Story <laughs> 3, the best in the franchise. Hell yeah. I want to open with the cold open. So we can talk about this oh. as an, a, a hilarious. What about the orphans? Pulse pounding. <laughs> it's so good. 
action sequence. The zoom in on the dynamite on the railroad mm. track. Well, it's also in I, what I love in two is when Woody. Actually, let me quickly take a back step. What I love about the moment I love in two is when Woody is on the luggage truck getting to the plane and he's jumping on top of all the cars like in a mm. western like somebody running down a train which has mm-hmm. been paid off in the cold open of three mm-hmm. but an issue i have with two and this is not a storytelling issue it's just a, it, it keeps me up at night when woody and jesse escape through that hatch at the bottom of the plane and they don't close it back think about how many people's beloved items of clothing their the plane probably got crashed golf clubs the malaysian airlines don't forget about their golf clubs <laughs> Those tumbled from the sky yeah. because there was a hole in the hull of the plane for an entire transatlantic, tra- trans-Pacific flight. I will say, that's why I think the action in two is just a little too big. I think it's, a, I mean, I don't think that the toys have to close the hatch. I'm just saying that it makes me think about that. It makes you think, think that those golf big. clubs are the golf clubs in three. Yeah. But anyway. The same golf getting clubs. Back, getting back to in three. The trash. That opening the trash. sequence is so exciting, so funny. And it's the first time that you see Andy's imagination come to life. And the mm-hmm. first one we see him playing, but it is still in the bedroom. What I love about this is that it is both satisfying and raising the stakes of storytelling in the film and that we are not going to be bound by the bedroom. It's going to be a big yeah. world, a lot of big moving pieces, and everything is going to be character-driven nonetheless. So you've got just like an action film stakes set of stakes set at the same time it's the first time you actually see what it's like in andy's head to play mm-hmm. with these toys so it also builds emotional stakes mm-hmm. because you you sort of see it through the toys eyes if you were living this every single day and then it just abruptly stops think about just like the serotonin and, and like the adrenaline that yeah. you are not generating anymore mm-hmm. like it how that must lead to depression yeah so it both sets the tone for the movie from an adventure standpoint and as a big blast of a movie and sets up the emotional despair uh, of withdrawal from this mm. type of play. So I love that it does both. And I and I and that like from the beginning it it, it sets both of those things up mm-hmm. under the auspices of big exciting western train sequence. Hell which yeah. I love. Yeah. Um I think that what Ford is trying to do in terms of like the the chapter after the last chapter, we get that all in Toy Story Three. Mm-hmm. Toy Story 1 and 2 is a perfectly told story that ends with this big note of hope. You don't have to go to the Museum Ooh. of Japan. You can right. live with Andy forever. And then, yeah, Brandon. Sorry. No, it's fine. I remember also. I talked I, over everybody else's. I time. also remember what I don't like about it, too. Okay. What? When Squeaky sings. It aggravates my condition. <laughs> it feels like a ben, DreamWorks movie. Ben, ben is looking it at you feels with such like disgust. A, it feels like I'm watching an illumination picture. You got a friend in me. I got a that's not part of the movie hey ben hey ben bad (laughs) no the movie ends with the only good blooper sequence in any movie oh my god the blooper sequence is so good when so when cd paint rips one and he's like did i do that did i do that okay that blooper is burned in my brain i think that's i think that scene is why i love fart jokes to this day i I believe it I just, so I, I was so disheartened that when Pixar started reel. introducing mm. fart jokes into uh-huh. the repertoire, which I think really begins with Cars 2. Mm. You look at Toy Story 2, it's been there since 1990. It has. Yeah. Farts. We all, everyone farts. <sighs> anyway, so Toy, anyway, sorry, to, back to Toy three. Story 3 just manages to be this genre-blending action film. We get elements of the Western. We get elements of the noir. We get the great escape in there. Mm-hmm. And we are faced with ultimate death. At the same time, the emotional stakes have never been bigger. And it mm-hmm. is the, it is... 
it is the most existential of the three movies. It is even though Forky is literally articulating what is my purpose, mm-hmm. like like what am I doing here? That is the subtext in Toy Story three mm-hmm. and works so much better because it's not so on the surface. What I like about Forky is it almost becomes absurdist. Yeah. But in Toy Story three, it is so much more appealing to the heart than the head. Yeah. And it's also like you just get sort of the the finite nature of these things, not just the toys and their physical beings, but the idea of the community and how mm-hmm. easily they are split up, how the power that they have in one dynamic in one setting is completely obliterated by going to another. Mm-hmm. It gets into betrayal better than any of the other films does. In terms of the anime... Oh, wait, how so? With Lotso Hug and Bear. Oh, Lotso sure. Hug and yeah, Bear yeah, is yeah. such a liar. Oh, like, totally. Stink, he's, he's, stink, he's a gaslighter. Stink, stinky Pete misleads Woody because he thinks that he will guarantee a better future for the whole yeah. team. Yeah. Mostly him, but the whole team. Lots of Hug and Bear is just a dastardly dictator. Yes. You know? I like that the movie is engaging in that type of power structure. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, at the end of the day, I just do think it is such a satisfyingly messy film that is mm-hmm. yet told with such a sure hand, every character arc perfectly articulated, that there is this ringing clear narrative throughout the whole sort of messy albatross of the thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I get such a kick out of the telephone. That, oh my God. Here's what you got to see. Okay. Like you <laughs> uh, gotta go, yeah, you gotta go down that alleyway and then you gotta turn on the light. You gotta watch oh, out because you got the eye in the sky. The like, monkey. It's this perfect blending of, get noir, that monkey. of noir and prison mm. break film. Yes. And big, it's great. big baby is straight out of Raymond Chandler. Oh. Just like the big, like hulking, uh-huh. dumb, Second in command, yep. who will beat the shit out of you mm-hmm. if you step out of line. Yeah, and then turns at the end. That's mm-hmm. also a thing. But, and then Big Baby is paid off by pushing Lotso Hug and Bear into the trash compa- or mm-hmm. into the trash. Yeah. yeah, and the fact that Lotso betrays trash. him at the very end too. Trash. Like, I think that, and I think all three of these movies are perfect. If there had been a similar moment with Stinky Pete, where Woody and Buzz saved Stinky Pete rather than mm-hmm. shoving him in the back of a backpack, I don't think Stinky Pete would have turned. Hmm. Interesting. It, not so much about the character, but because the type of storytelling that they're doing in two and one. I think it's a little cleaner. In three, you've got them saving Lotso from certain destruction in the trash compactor, uh, compactor belt, and then he walks out. And he's like, "See you later." Uh-huh. Like it is set. It, it is both wheeling and dealing in genre archetypes and showing that like everything these toys believe to be true about morality, about friendship about if you do the right thing, then good things will come your way. It just takes a knife straight through that ideology. Mm-hmm. It's the toys actually being in the real world and outside of their own hermetically sealed sense of safety. Yeah, their and kids' room. And I respond to that. And above all that, it is just a fantastic, like I said, just a great action film, great mm-hmm. genre film. This movie has no business being as good as it is. Because mm-hmm. in a way, it's also not a Toy Story movie. Yeah. Because it breaks the like five locations. The way simple. it blends genres. I just find it totally mm-hmm. intoxicating. Mm-hmm. And, oh, best and Picture make, nominee. And it makes, yeah. yeah, Best Picture nominee, and it makes me cry the hardest. Sure. I, I've seen this movie so many times, and when when the toys are being, when Andy is handing off the toys to uh-huh. Bonnie, I could, my entire, I might use what I said about when I saw the Florida Project, my face just melted. Mm-hmm. I've seen this movie so many times, and I'm just like sobbing on my couch. When he yeah. hands him over. Sobbing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I haven't cried that hard in the movie probably since the Florida Project. And I've seen this movie like three times. Yeah. You know, in my, re, my, my rewatch for this podcast, you know what made me cry the hardest, and I still dock at half a star? When Two. somebody loved me. Yeah. But that 
you know, I it, do- it, it goes. I in- have docked three half a star. Right. So why do you dock? Three? Why? And it's because it builds on nostalgia in a way that I find a little manipulative. <coughs> Fair. After watching it this time, I think I'm willing to give it five, and I didn't bump it up yet. But Just I think we have to have a discussion. I was like, I want to bring this up on this podcast, yeah. but I think I'm also probably going to bump up two to five, especially right? after four. I'm like, yeah, that's a five. Star yeah, right. Film. <laughs> but this is like, I think that three weaponizes your nostalgia for the mm-hmm. series because it's weaponizing your own ideas of the ethic system set up in Toy Stories one and two. Yes, there are existential quandaries. Yes, there is the question of what is the meaning of life. But you do good things, and good things come back to you. Mm-hmm. And I think I just resent being told I care about anything. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and how dare what, you tell me? That's what three really does. Um, I also like. I think I might be permanently spoiled from three because I saw three in Amsterdam on some very heavy drugs, oh. and it like just melted my mind yeah. and melted my face. I remember seeing three specifically in the theaters as yeah. well. There's also like we we haven't talked about this sort of a moot point, and it's also it really only applies to like five, like people of five ages. But the three of us, even though we're sort of different in age just by a couple years, the Toy Story movies, like Andy's journey is almost exactly our journeys. Mm-hmm. Like just in growing up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like when, when Toy Story 3 came out, we were all still in college. Yep. And the idea of like leaving high school and going to college, even Ben, I think you're going into your senior year probably. I was. I'm going into my sophomore Good year. Good math going into your junior year. But that memory is so fresh in your head. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's the idea of saying goodbye to a life and starting another one. Like we are spoiled and privileged in that regard and that... We are we, following. We, we we are like you know predisposed to right. buy into the sort of and three did that by design because right. they knew the fans the people of, like well the people who grew up with it like we did were that yeah. age yeah. Huh? yeah 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 and so here's my def- another defense of four is that okay this is mostly for me personally but like Woody's <laughs> oh I like this I know where you're going with this. Woody's you know quarter life crisis yes change of what's important to him. Mm. I've also had that. And yes. I related to it, and I like that. I, I I I like that you relate to that, and I see that. I think that's what they're going for. The idea that it just and yet it's heterosexual coupling. Maybe I'm gonna marry a woman, Ben. But but I would argue that Bo is not presented <laughs> as a sexual object in this film as much as she no. is a totem. She is of a possibility. feminist renegade. Yeah. Thank you. I love that she wears pants. Sort of, I, frankly, I don't know that I like, like a, how sort of she's in, rendered sort of in this in like movie. like a Captain Marvel sort of way, in my opinion. Oh, you guys don't like it? I don't know. I do like it. I just think that like... I think it's a little cloying. I was just going to say you think it's cloying, don't you? <laughs> it's a little bit of why people like talk shit about Booksmart to me. You know? No, I, and Frozen's I doing the same thing. They're all wearing pants in Frozen, too. Okay, well, be careful, because that can be taken out of context, and we'll sound like old men shaking our fists at the sky. <laughs> what? Why? Yeah. Women shouldn't wear pants. No, I'm happy for them to wear no, no, pants. No, I'd but like I, it, but I could also see the book smart are I think people they're, who don't. Uh, they're cloying. It's yeah, cloying. It's, it's cloying. It's plain to a time, but I think it's important and good, but people could also see it as cloying. My defense of it's that. It's the Bo Peep thing, what you just said about Bo Peep. In Booksmart and Toy Story 4 is literally no one is going to feel that way in 10 years when we are out of the moment that we're in. I think These so, These movies too. will exist. Yeah, but own. no one's going to watch Toy Story 4 in 10 years. I disagree. But Maybe I'll people, pop it on. We'll all be dead. No, that's the other thing. <laughs> that's in 20 years, but Ben. But like, I, I find a lot of, 
in my opinion, sort of bad faith arguments about book smarts are only relevant in the year 2019. Sure. This movie is it's not... It's of the moment, and because we're in the moment, people are like, this is so of the moment, it's obnoxious. Well, They're trying too hard to be of the moment. It's our moment. That Elizabeth Warren 2020 bumper sticker, obnoxious. I, look at my car, bitch. No, I felt the same way. But I was like, I don't know. But for better or worse, a movie like Ben's Booksmart, ready to say bad. A movie like Booksmart, a movie like Toy Story 4 will exist in a different context when we are when they are divorced of the time that they come When out. we're holding on to our, 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 when we're underwater, yeah. it'll be seen in a different light. I would have when to we, a blue light. When we're holding on to our are doors, in, like, thank you, In Jack. the trash fire pit. Trash! Holding on to each other in 10 years, as that's yes, a metaphor exactly. for the earth. That's the other thing I like about Toy Story 3, it, is that, it, that we're all dying. it faces imminent doom in a way that feels very relatable. Mm. And even in 2010, it kind of felt that way. Totally. In my opinion. I will say, another thing I like about the first Toy Story that I don't think gets discussed often enough is that Toy Story 1 deals with class in ways, I think, between Sid and Andy's Oh, uh, sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, like, down just the details mm-hmm. of the rooms, the wallpaper, the, the backyard. I think mm-hmm. even, like, Sid's the interaction family. with the parents. The, yes. the absent father. Mm-hmm. It, see, I read this class. It could also be, they also, like, for all we know, his dad has, like, a very good job or his mom right. has a really good job. They're just absent parents. Mm-hmm. But I, I read it as a class, uh, yeah. a comment about class. No, I do too. Yeah. Also, I appreciate the single mother representation in all three Toy Stories. Oh, Lori Metcalf. Lori Metcalf. They did Academy Award get, nominee. They had to get Lori back. She got, she got her winner. coin for Toy Story 4. Yeah. yeah, she got that. She coin. had a few words she to say. Got yeah, she coin. was booked and busy. Booked and mm. busy. All right, are we done? I think we're about done. Yeah, great. So this has been a ripping, ripping. Uh, frankly, there's even more to say. We ra- well, we're oh, not going to. Let's rank our four. I think they're all the same almost. Uh, I'll go first. Four. Is this bottom top? Yeah. Four, one, two, three. Very interesting. Four, one, two, three. Oh, because mine's correct. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I would say a year ago, a year ago, I ranked two, one, three. It was because I was holding. I can, you put two above one. Wow. No, it's because I was holding. Last year when we talked about Pixar rankings, I was holding on to the idea of Toy Story 1 as a template. Mm-hmm. And you have to give that its due. You can, That cannot be the bottom of the group because it is the movie that set the stage for what comes forward. And that sounds very like, so what? If the other movies do it better, then they yeah. do it better. But it gets there is no two or three or four without Toy Story One. Having said that, I have since seen the light. I go four, one, two, yeah. three. Good for you. I ben. will have to because I've been. I knew we were going to have this conversation, so I've been reckoning with we this. We always rank, but um, it doesn't match with my letterboxed ratings. But uh, four, one, three, two. That's sort of what I thought you were going to do. Oh, interesting. Because you docked it half. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to give it five. I just wanted to discuss for it the purpose the of mic. the conversation. I think my ranking. <laughs> And my star ratings remain. I just have to dock it. That's how I feel in my Wait, heart. Yeah. Are you going? Okay. So <sighs> I'm doing. I know. I'm, I'm. This is. I know. Because otherwise, it fucks up my Pixar ranking. <laughs> I can't have that. Four. Two. Bad. <laughs> three. Bad. One. I was half expecting you to be. Like, I'm sorry. Two. Four. Three. One. Two. Three. One. Four. A whole pile of quirky garbage. Uh, Four at the top of the garbage pile. A lot of trash for Jean Dielman to sweep up at the end of the day. <gasps> Thank you. This has been Movies IMO. Thank you for tuning in. I really like the scene where Jean Dielman is peeling up Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. Oh, oh fuck. Oh, yikes. <laughs> yikes. <laughs>
so dark. It's dark cinema. It's bleak. That's and of course mm. that scene is in Toy Story three. Mm-hmm. Please. Do we have to hold hands? Genius. When he turns into Mr. Tortilla. Head, what about so the orphans? Cinema. Best joke of the decade. <laughs> when the monkey nuclear explosion happens, uh, I shit my pants. Speaking of monkey moments, in the blooper reel in, in two, the incredible repeated bit of Mrs. <laughs> Potato being like, and a golf ball and a key. I don't know what it goes to. And some monkey chow. Is it at the end of three when the, the monkeys. when the tennis ball? are inside of Mr. Potato Head and they push out all of his <laughs> extremities. And then oh, yeah, the play Like, I've told you guys to get out of my ass. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't yes, say yes. Any, but. That's three. That's yes. three. <laughs> I told you guys. When Mr. Ham, when Ham, <laughs> when Ham force, yeah. forces something out of his hole and it looks like he's pushing out a butt plug. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. Thank you. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. All right. Um, we are Movies IMO. Follow let's, us on. Let's all say our favorite characters after our names. <gasps> Well, um, I'm going to say our things first. Yeah. Okay. So we are movies at Movies IMO. Movies IMO's favorite character is all of them. And then um, follow us on Twitter. Uh, rate, review, subscribe to us on iTunes. You can follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on Spotify, Acast, Stitcher, other places. And rate us five stars. And tell us what's your favorite Toy Story movie. Hell yeah. Thank That's you. sweet. Um, I'm Brandon Kirby. You can find me on Twitter at BK Kirby. My favorite character is. Oh my gosh. Buzz, 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 buzz. It's not buzz. It might be. It might be Jesse. Nice. But why is two not my favorite then? Yeah. Exactly right. What the fuck is wrong with me? I don't know. Anyway. Much. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) A lot. My name is Ben Empey. You can find me on Twitter at Real Todd Haynes. I can't wait to do an episode where I like the movie because it's been two months now. It's been a while. Seriously, when was the last time you liked the movie? Her small. I literally, I literally looked. It was like seven weeks ago, though. Jesus Christ. Um, my favorite character is Woody. I see a lot of myself in Woody and being a narcissist. (laughs) But like having good intentions, but also being a narcissist. I also didn't even touch on like the sort of toxic. Masculinity thing oh, going totally. on with Absolutely. Woody in Toy Story Four. That's totally. what I like about. No, that's what's great that's about in th- Four. That's in Three, though. I think it's most in Three. He, he thinks that he is the glue. He that is it. When he's not the leader that's in Four, thing, that's huh? when he goes through his midlife crisis, which I like. It's he's, him realizing that he's not the top dog. His going to Bo Peep is not him buying that. a Porsche. My Trip. name is Daniel Crook. You can find me on the internet at Daniel Crook with three O's. Mr. Potato Head is my favorite character. In the we've story. heard. Nice. We know. And I also heard. really like Ham. Do we have to hold hands? I am also a Ratzenberger stan because oh. of Cheers. One of my favorite like post-good Cheers years episodes is when Cliff goes on Jeopardy. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I can't like believe John one. Ratzenberger is in every single Pixar can I can't do, believe he's alive. Can so. I do my John Ratzenberger as ham imitation? Yes. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's right. That's pretty good. Correct. You know, my favorite character is Bonnie. Oh, good. <laughs> I just don't like Bonnie. I, and actually, we skipped past my problems with Bonnie, so we'll save them for oh, another time. I just Toy Story don't 4 is like the only Bonnie. Toy Story film to tell any of the story from a child's point of view. And you don't like that. I prefer the other way. Oh. Interesting. Let's talk more about what we don't like about Toy Story 4. (laughs) Bad. Okay. Bad. Next week. Pretty good. Oh, yeah. Next week week is a good one. Oh. Oh, it's time. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We finally get to reveal. Do you guys hear that? Do you hear that? It's it's out in the distance.
Do another one. Do another. Did you guys notice Toy Story 4 was part of this theme? Sure was. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So next week, we are discussing movies that have fireworks in the background <laughs> in parens of the shot. It is our Independence Day episode. We are not celebrating the nation. We are celebrating fireworks. Brandon, what's the thing? Nothing good is coming out, so we're talking We're talking oh, about fireworks. fireworks. <laughs> movies with fireworks in the background of the shot. They include Sunrise, Blowout, Brokeback Mountain, and... The titular fireworks. fireworks. Yes. Literally, what the? F- this is our weed movie. This is our Sasha's party. Yes. I or our I weed episode. Like, every, how did we come up with this? All concept? of them. Because you had been to happy hour before you came to the podcast with your. It co-workers. wasn't my idea. I was at happy hour before I came to this podcast in my house. <laughs> you were. Oh. I was at happy hour in that I was watching a Toy Story picture. I was in happy hour in that I was watching a Joanna Hogg. Joanna Hogg. I got Duke halfway Kaboom. through before I just had to pee for an hour. Pissing into oblivion. Uh. The winner is Jane Fonda. Thank you. Thank you very much, members of the Academy, and thank all of you who applauded. There's a great deal to say, and I'm not going to say it tonight. I would just like to really thank you very much. <laughs>